is the first time we've done any recording here. I'm just going to try it and see how it goes. I believe it'll work all right. Uh, we haven't really found out how to set the thing or start it or anything else. It, uh, the recorder belongs to Art Walt, and we just run it a couple of times is all. So uh, we've heard your records, your recordings, and they're really good. We sure uh, got a quite a kick out of them. Good to hear the kids uh, talk and even shed a few tears around here. Arla, she had to cry a little, mother cried a little, and I suppose I shed a little bit too. Kind of give you a lump in the throat anyhow. But it's uh, sure good to hear from all of you folks. Arliss is going to say a few words now, and then uh, we'll see if we can't fix up a short tape anyhow. We'll try to send short ones and send them a little oftener if we can get a hold of a tape recorder to... Uh, record so that uh, I don't know how you are over there, whether you can get a hold of one whenever you want one. And I don't know what a weekend. Maybe we'll go ahead and buy one yet. We can't tell. It'd be kind of fun. Uh, we'll Anyhow, we'll bargain around, see if we can get a hold of one. And I'm going to let Arliss do a little talking now. Hello, everybody. Holly and Bobby and Jody and Jeff, Marilyn Wayne, how are y'all? Um, this is kind of a bad morning around here. We've got basketball tournaments for three days now, and in Sioux Falls, and we have to. Be, the bus leaves at 11, and I've got my whole suitcase to pack and a whole bunch of things to do. And uh, we got we drew Franklin for our for to play down there for the first game this afternoon, and it's really going to be rough because they're pretty pretty rough themselves, and. Our last tournament we had in Madison, we got third in that, so Rutland's doing better every time, every tournament we have. And Sunday night we had league, and if you didn't know, we changed it now, so it's just all kids that come to league. And Glennis Johnson and I were on the program committee. It wasn't too much, but we had quite a few visitors, and that's always more fun. Last month we had Nunda and Rutland come, and we had quite a few, and <clears throat> that'd be pretty nice if we had that many in our whole league. And <laughs> Do you hear the sewing machine? Mother's fixing my my jeans. I broke the zipper out of them. Just a minute and she'll be going on again. Um. Well, I'll try to record a little bit and see how this is going again. I have, we just finished having dinner here and I don't know. I think it'll work all right. I believe there's something wrong here, though. It don't register very good. Yeah, I think it's working all right. Uh, we're going to go to town this afternoon. Take in the drawing. They have a drawing in in uh, uh, Madison every Tuesday, and start out with a hundred dollars. And if no one is there to draw their name every uh, week, then uh, they add another fifty dollars. And I think it's about three hundred dollars a day. And if I could win that, I'd buy myself a new tape recorder. That'd be something to have around here, wouldn't it? And uh, we could send a tape over to you every week, which would make it nice. Weather's been a little cold around here in the now last few days. It's 14 below this morning. And it's been around, around 8, 10 below every morning. Uh, although it warms up nice, we don't have any snow. Weather's been pretty calm. 
Roads have all been good, no ice or of any kind. Kind of hope we get a little snow next or rain this spring so that, you know, get a little moisture in the ground. It's a little dry right now. And uh, it would uh, help get our crops off to a decent start again. I got to do a little fixing in my car. Uh, been having a little trouble starting it, and uh, choke wants to freeze up on it, so I'm going to take it into Madison this afternoon when I'm down and see what I can get done to it. Uh, right now, I don't know. I was thinking of trading for a new one, but money is a little bit scarce. I got all of this around this place. We've been doing a little fixing upstairs, haven't got much done. I was going to put in a picture window here in the home, on the south side, but uh, I don't know. I think I'll just let that go this one or two. We uh, want to put in a furnace and first before we put it in the picture window, then we can arrange our furniture here to suit ourselves a little better. And, uh, well, I don't know what to reminisce about right now. Can't think of anything at the present anyhow, so I'll shut it off and think of some more. And we've got Haby. Well, I'm back here again. Just took a little time out. <coughs> Say, Howie. You suppose you could drive the Ford all by yourself now? You remember how we used to drive it? You'd uh, drive it, and I would ride on the on the running board and just kind of watch you. I bet you you can just take that Ford all by yourself now and drive it all alone. And uh, I won't have to ride with you neither. And say, how's them guns that you got for Christmas? Are they any good? Do you use them any? You'll have to come back here, and then you can ride silver. I bet you you'd have a lot of fun riding them. Uh, and how about you, Barb? Can you uh, drive the Ford too now? I bet you're you're as big as Howie was when you left here. So I I bet you can drive the Ford too now. Yeah, and Grandma, she is uh, busy washing the dishes, and then she'll come and she'll talk to you a little bit, too. Uh, she, uh, we just had dinner. Arla, she went to Sioux Falls, and uh, she's going to be staying down there for about three, four days now while they're playing ball down there. I don't know whether we'll get this full, so we'll send it on before that or not. We'll probably erase everything and start over again. This is just a kind of an experiment with us. We're just trying to see if it'll go. It's a nice machine. It works awful nice. We've played it over a couple of times, and it sounds, you know, when you hear your own voice, it sure sounds funny, but I guess that's the way it's supposed to be. And uh, we get a quite a bang out of it anyhow. Well, I'll uh, talk to you again after a little bit. Think of some more to say, you know. All right. Now you're ready to go. Marilyn and Wayne, hi, all of you, and hi, kitties. We sure have been thinking about you. We got a little voice here now that you have never heard before. What's your name, little girl? Hmm? What's your name? Howie. Yeah. Say Lori. What's Howie. your name? Howie. Oh, can you say Howie? Yes. Oh. <laughs> She's trying to hear this. She thinks it's the telephone and it should be coming out. Can you say Howie? Howie. Can you say Barb? Barb. Can you say, <laughs> can you say Jody? Jody. Can you say Jeffrey? <laughs> Jeffrey. Can you say Wayne? Can you say Wayne? And can you say Marilyn? Marilyn. 
sure. Daddy. Can you say daddy? Daddy. Can you say grandpa? Papa. Yeah, papa. And can you say grandma? Ma. Yeah, Lori does her share talking. I got my list here of things I was supposed to tell you. Uh, Lori should be in bed by now. It's quarter after ten, but grandma and grandpa came just as I was putting her in her crib, and that kind of ended that. And, uh, what? Oh, <laughs> mother sits over there talking, so I get all mixed up. Uh, I got my hair cut yesterday, and uh, I got it in bangs and real short. It makes me look like I'm about 12 years old, only Ronnie says I look about 9. And uh, we're living up in Swyden's Cottage now, and we have a nice bathroom and hot water, and I just as soon be back home where I've got the tea kettle sitting on the stove. We've got mice up here, something we didn't have back home. But even Lori's getting used to the modern conveniences. She's the best stool slusher there ever was. She takes a little pump and goes in there and swishes around and washes and, and everything else. I sure wish you could see her, and I sure wish we could see the kitties over there, too. We sure miss them. Uh, let's see. Ronnie, why don't you come over and talk? Hurry. Hurry. Come on. Come on over here. Say something. I don't know. Shut it off for a while. <laughs> Guess I'm next. This is Ronnie. Suppose you can tell. Kind of tough time going to school now. Classes are getting pretty tough. Taking quantitative analysis, which is chemistry, government, and trig. Next quarter, I think I'll go into calculus. And Wayne, about August, I'll be one grade under you. I'll be specialist second class. <laughs> I've only been in four years. <laughs> oh boy, I think you better reset. <laughs> no, you're just teasing. <laughs> Mars thinks I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah, let's see if Lloyd can do it. I'm working at the creamery at night. Going to school in the daytime, and on Sundays I drive a milk truck. Starts out in the morning about 4.30, 5 o'clock, and get done about 3 o'clock. About 4 o'clock. March says 4. Can we shake hands on Sunday night? Gets to be 4 when, she, when he comes home anyhow, so Marge, she kind of sits around here and mopes for herself. What's my mic Well, Ronnie, he kind of quit talking around here. And, uh, Mother, mother's going to see what she can say now. You better get over here before you can... Hi, everyone. Hi, Barb and Howie and Jody and Jeff. We're down at Margie's now recording. Little Lori is uh, sitting in Margie's lap. They're sitting on the floor. Uh, Sunday, uh, this coming Sunday, I'm having everyone at our place, Joe and Frank and Eileen and Joanne and Ole, maybe the baby, Nana and Margie and Ronnie and Lori, are coming, and then we're going to record. We hope it'll turn out okay. Can you say Grandma? Grandma. And what you are say... What are you eating? What are you eating? Apple. Apple? I uh, say hi. Hi. Say hi. Hi. Say hi, Lori. Hi. Hi. Say bye-bye. Bye. Here, Lori, you want to talk on telephone? Lori's going to talk on telephone. Say, call up Nana, then. Hi, Nana. Hi, Nana. Say hello. Hello. How are you? Hi. Bye.
There, now we got it recording. This is uh, working there about right now, I think. Got to get the volume up a little bit more, just enough so then their lights go on just a little as we're, we are uh, recording here. I don't know just exactly yet, but it seems like that it's coming. Distorted, yeah, distorted. Yeah, well, that's, that's when you get too much volume there. Yeah. And uh, this, is a, this is a brand new machine we just got it home. We were saying the other day maybe we'd win that down in Madison, but we didn't, so we just went to Sioux Falls today and bought one. And uh, it's a Philco number uh, TR100. It's a nice machine. It's got a few gadgets on here that we got to learn how to run. A few more gadgets than what the other one had. But it, uh, it looks like it's going to go off a good after we get used to it. It's a nice clear tone machine. And uh, we had a little here that we've been playing over. I think we'll play your uh, recording over again now pretty soon. Uh, we went to Sioux Falls today, and uh, Charlie, he wasn't around. He was uh, just left uh, to go out on his territory, and he won't be back till long, but the whole latter part of the month, he'll be gone most all this month. But when he comes back, I'll go down and kind of check and see what's going on down there and how, how uh, much you have coming there. and find out about it and then we'll commute back and forth and see how it's going. Uh, the kids down to the basketball game, we didn't get a chance to stop in today, we just hurried down, hurried back again. Uh, we had it on, was gonna listen for a while, but I kinda like to monkey around it this year now. It's about, oh, ten after eight and the first game was about half over. Uh, Coleman and Franklin are playing in the semifinals. And uh, Franklin has beaten Coleman for the last four years uh, at about one point a game, or one and a half points a game, six points in, in the four games. So uh, they've got a quite a battle, and Coleman is ahead now uh, quite a little. I think Coleman will take it this year. Be between Coleman and Egan. And uh, maybe we will record part of this game tomorrow uh, between Rutland and uh, Colton. We'll have to see how it goes. Well, I'm going to lift. Hi, I'm back again. Is that okay now? Yeah. Um, we received your tape on uh, Saturday, the 8th of February, and um, uh, Sunday we went to Margie's and we played the side um, of the, uh, the the kids that the kids were on. Then we went to Joe's and played uh, the other side. We had to be home early, so that's all we did on Sunday. Now uh, last night we went to Margie's and and did a little bit recording. And of course now that Dad bought a recorder today, we can do this all the time only hope that you folks can get a recorder and uh, we'll send send them more off or send them real often um, uh, Wayne was talking about his uh, radio repair that really must be a hobby um, I hope he gets his uh, photography magazine 
because it was sure was sure wonderful to hear your voices. Even uh, Jeff's crying sounded good, even though I felt like I should go and pick him up. Um, Hank and Imogene are will be on their way. Um, the 18th, they're leaving from Minneapolis uh, in the morning. So I suppose in 17 hours they'll be over in Paris. Well, I don't know. Um, it was so good to hear your voices. Just We're just waiting until you can be back with us. That's all for now then. Well... I'm back again. We run a little ways and then we shut it off and play it over just to see how it sounds. It's a laugh at each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and says, and we laugh at each other to see how <laughs> it is kind of fun and I get quite a kick out of it. Uh, maybe after a while we'll get, so we get good at it where we can really carry on a good conversation and go for a long time. Our dad is our disc jockey. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I just kind of just sit here and, and watch it and kind of run off of the mouth a little. Don't even think what I'm saying sometimes, I don't think. But uh, we'll try to get this finished up so that we can send it over and then uh, if you can get a hold of a, a quarter over there, you can uh, play it when uh, Hank and Imogene come over there and they'll be kind of surprised even to hear our voices over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mother wants me to tell you, I had, I had an operation. Surgery. Uh, big surgery job. You ever know that little uh, mole I had alongside of my nose? Well, I went down to Doc one day and I told him we'd better take it off. He said it didn't look good to me. So he up and we froze it. And, but he used, uh, oh, what do they call it? Novocaine. Novocaine and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, his... Syringe that slipped off in the needle and blew it all over my face and in my mouth and my eye and everything else. So it finally got froze anyhow and we uh, got it cut out. I just sat there while he was cutting it out. We sent it in. Thought maybe it could have been, but it might have been uh, cancerous, you know, or malignant, but it wasn't. So everything is all right. It's healed up nice. And I wanted stitches there. I had two stitches in there for oh about a week, but. I took them out Monday, and they're all right now. Yeah, mother says the root is about the size of a pea, which it was. Well, I don't know what to talk about now. Been kind of cold today, nice so sun is shining. Warmed up a, a little this evening. Tell her mom bought a hat. Yeah, mother bought a hat in Sioux Falls today. Had a little, you know how this you could just well put a quarter up there as far as size is concerned, as oh, put a flower on it. And, oh, I don't know what else. I uh, monkeyed around down there trying to get a hold of this uh, recorder. I went from, oh, pennies, uh, I mean, uh, Monkey Warden, and uh, down to Sears Roebuck. Then I was uh, up to Geftke Music Shop there. And they got that hi-fi up there, you know. That I tell you, that's really quite a thing when you get into that. He he went uh, in and played it there in a the room for me. You know, uh, he he turned on the outfit there and they had the imitation of a train, I suppose. Uh, 
And you know, that thing sounded just like it was coming right through the building. You could hear it just, just, just like it was coming right through there. It was kind of fun to listen to it. But, uh, it's, that's too high price for me. 1195 was one out. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what else there is to talk about right now. Yeah, this uh, well, this is Pilko, but it ain't a high fi Yeah, it says hi-fi right on it. No, this, uh, uh, the hi-fi has got two speakers in it. This one has only got the one. Oh. Uh, the, the yeah, they're identical outside of that. And, and I, I can put in another speaker and, and uh, uh, you know, output so that, uh, so that you can, uh, uh, can make a loud uh, speaking system out of it. But uh, yeah, record player, and uh, and hook it up to your uh, speaker in the in your radio, and just run it through here, not through your radio. So uh, you can use a couple speakers that way too on this one. I got it from uh, Swiden. That is, uh, I don't know. I suppose you know Alex, Alex Swiden. Uh, Ronnie's uncle is what it is. He's married to. Uh, Ronnie's uh, aunt. Him and I, we kind of pretty good chums anyhow. He's got a, a Bonanza airplane. He's going to take me up and fly that one for riding that one of these days when I go down. He hasn't got permission from his wife to, dry, uh, to fly it yet, though. He's got to get permission from her. He said he just told her about it the other day, and he says it's just like a, a tornado struck. Only he says tornado would be mild compared to what that was. <laughs> Well, that'll be all for now, and I'll see you after a while again. Tell her mother's going to play the piano. Maybe we better have one right now. Well, we got a new piano here just about a year ago. I suppose you know about that. And uh, mother got a, a new piece today in the, the Sioux Falls. Oh, the, she says it's sail along silver moon. She gets through it this year. Maybe I better uh, get her over on the typewriter. She's pounding that too, so it don't make much difference. Dad's getting so smart, I'll have him sing a solo. <laughs> well, you want to hear it again? We'll play a little more of it and see what it sounds like.
this will be all for now. We'll turn it on after a while again and add some more to it. Well, we're back at it again here now. Just uh, kind of start it and stop it and fool around with it here. And uh, mother's gonna play an old time waltz now. See if you remember some of them that she used to play. How does that sound to you? Sound like uh, you've heard it before? There's only one thing that mother is any better at than playing the piano and that is coaching me when I talk. Of course it ain't too bad I guess. Uh, I could start some coaching. And uh, you know if I could wrap up a piece of lutefisk and uh, some lefts in this year tape recording and send it over to you, you'd probably feel pretty good outside of Wayne. He'd have to go outside while you unrolled it. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, mother said uh, to uh, grab Wayne now. This is a shot, and you're supposed to get ready now. You're about ready to go.
too many mistakes. My fingers are sort of, I guess, stiff in my old age. <laughs> yeah, Ma's getting old. Gray hair. Or I'm real yeah, yeah. <laughs> gray hair. You can see one or two. Oh. Seeing as gray as I am, I'm pretty white. You wouldn't hardly believe that, but that's that's a fact. What little I have got, you know. And uh, say, Howie, I haven't talked to you for a long time. How are you, anyhow? Huh? Are you gonna come home pretty quick? And Barb, what are you doing? When are you gonna start school, Barb? Next year? You're gonna come over here to South Dakota before you start school, huh? And uh, Howie, he's got it. He's doing pretty good in school. We got your uh, drawing, and it is very good. Both you and Barb, we just got that today. That is that is very good. And we got the picture of uh, Jody too. He's or Jeff. I mean, he's uh, as uh, fat as a pig. Well, mother's playing again. Uh, you know, it helps to have uh, Mother uh, play a little in between. Then I can think of something to talk about. <laughs> uh, I left to mention to you about our school over there in Rutland. We've uh, really fixed up our old gym art. We got the new one made. And uh, we just bought through with that. We made a uh, home ec room, a uh, hot lunch room, and uh, one classroom uh, down there. And the home ec room we got cupboards uh, all along one wall, overhead, or yeah, overhead covers, I suppose, and uh, and then the, the sinks. We got three sinks and three gas stove and wall oven, and it's just regular, just as modern as it can be. It's really nice. Your mother's going again.
Some of the time when we get them all together here, we'll have uh, Arliss and Margie do a little uh, singing for you, or the two of them there can sing together, but they ain't either one of them home, we're here now. sure enjoyed your music and and uh, children when they uh, said their night night prayers and, and Howie when he uh, prayed the 23rd Psalm it was really wonderful it's good to hear it again mother's looking for another song now so you'll probably get it played pretty quick here I kind of get a kick out of it here, and I don't know what to think of night now or say. Couldn't tell you a little more about the school over there. We got got a few more students, and this year than what we have had, and I think we'll have a few more again next year. We've got a pretty good superintendent over here. He's come from Irene when he come up here. And uh, I think he'll stay again another year. Kind of sounded that way the other night when we had our school board meeting. And uh, uh, I don't know. Our hot lunch room, uh, we're moving that down from upstairs down into the basement. I'm going to do that Saturday. I guess we'll have it already so we can move down there Saturday. And next week then they'll be in there, all in their new places and in the new room. We hired another teacher here a little while ago so we got uh, six teachers now, in, or seven teachers rather, in the in the grades, but a teacher for each grade. And uh, Mother, I guess you're going to play another one right now. Maybe I'm playing too much though. No, you... Thank you. 
I think we'll shut it off for a little while now again, and we'll. I gotta see how this ball game is coming out, and uh, I'm gonna try to record some of that on there tomorrow. See how it turned out. And we gotta watch TV a little. I don't know just what's on tonight, but I think it's pretty good. And I think that'll be all now for for right now. Bye bye. I don't know whether this is recording or not, but I think it is, and we're just going to get in a little of the ball game here, see how it turns out. Uh, this is uh, Del Rapids and Egan playing. Egan is uh, ahead about five or six points right now, and we'll turn it up and you can see what you can get out of it. And it was a tough break for Lanny, who was very downhearted to have to foul out. The second Blue Jay to foul out, but Donnie Chamley has come right on to score another basket here and uh, keep uh, Egan ahead here by six of this uh, determined Del Rapids Warrior crew. This is really the the most closely contested ball game of the tournament. Uh, not necessarily from a point standpoint, but from the evenness of these two ball clubs. Entering her service, Lydell Construction Company, Edge Recreation, Senel uh, Construction Company, Sealy Custom for uh, trucking custom work. Pheasant Cafe, Ned Cloters, Toronto Window, and uh, Doorman, all of Chester co-sponsoring the broadcast. Also Chester Hardware, Chester Produce, Cyril and May Sundries, and the H&I Superette. Back to Shelby. Buster with the ball for the Coyers between the circles. On the right side to Al Riley, overhands it to Buddy Stagmo on the right side of the lane now. Stagmo back out to Terry Buster along the end line. Jump shot from 15 is no good. Buster gets the rebound and is fouled by John Ballantyne. <coughs> John Valentine with his first foul. Lanny Johnson out with five had three identical personal fouls by running into Buskerud three times as Buskerud was dribbling the ball up court. Buskerud at the free throw line once again. It's good. That's his first conversion too, by the way, from the free throw line for Buskerud. And they shaved the lead to five and now four as Terry hits on both of them and it's 59 to 55. And we're almost midway in the final period of play. Jack Bauer to Gary Reed. Reed to Chamley. Chamley turn shot from the front is no good. Taken down by Bonroot. He tips it up once. It's picked off the floor by Sagmo over to Busterud. Busterud coming up court now over at the right side to Al Rally. Underneath the seat. Seat's turn shot is good. Roger Steep hitting from six feet out on the angle from the right side of the basket. It's 59-57. Gary Reed has the ball for the Blue Jays. Back out to Jack Bauer. Bauer driving to the right side of the lane now along the end line along the left side. Gets it back out to Donnie Chamley. Underneath to Bonner. Back to the basket shot. Good! The basket counts. The basket counts and there's a foul. The foul is on Ronnie Walters. The foul is on Ronnie Walters. The basket by Bonner is good. And it's 61-57, midway in the fourth and final period of play. A one-shot foul, a potential three-pointer for Bonru. It's up and bounces off the front of the rim. Chamley gets the rebound and rolls the rim. It's no good. Picked off the floor by Bonru. He's tied up by Buddy Sagmo. Chamley almost tipped it in from right in front of the basket. But the basket had a lid on it. It's 61 to 57. The tip is to Chamley. Left side to Bondru. Jump shot. No good. 
Chamley tips it in. Good. Donnie Chamley tips it in from in front of the basket. It's 63-57 again. There's that six-point lead for the Blue Jays. Between the circles with it, Ronnie Walters on the right side to Al Riley. To Buscarew, jump shot from underneath is no good. In the lane, too long for one of the Quarriers, and the Blue Jays will throw it in. Valentine to Reed. Reed, jump shot from the left side. No good. Skids off into the hands of Chamley. Chamley and Riley going up for the rebound. And Chamley is the aggressor and picks up his fourth personal foul. And it'll be Al Riley at the free throw line for the Quarriers. Al Riley at the free throw line for Del Rapids. They trail by six, 63 to 57 with three minutes and 10 seconds to go in the ball game. The shot by Riley is good, and it's 63 to 58 now. Could shade the lead to four. These left-hand push shots, good. And Al Riley has converted on five successive occasions from the free throw line. Gary Reed with the ball at the free throw line to Jack Bauer on the left side. He fakes his man and he rolls onto his back and the aggressor is Buddy Sagmo. Sagmo falls over onto the back of Jack Bauer as he faked him out of position. And it's 63-59 now with three minutes to go in the ball game. Jack Bauer takes aim and fires. It's good. The second try now in the one and one for Jack Bauer. It's up in the air and it's bouncing away to Donnie Chamley who tries to tip it in from in front of the basket. It just won't go in. And Terry Buskerud gets the ball and a foul going down floor on Larry Bonrood. A bump into foul on Larry Bonrood against Ronnie Walters, so it'll be Walters at the free throw line for the Quarriors. As they trail by five, 64 to 59, with three minutes to go in the game. Ronnie Walters, five foot 10 inch senior. His free throw is no good, picked off by Donnie Chamley to Jack Bauer on the right side to Gary Reed. Reed, a jump shot from 12, is bouncing away off to Ronnie Walters. Over to Buddy Sagmo. Sagmo for the Quarriors now on the attack. They own the ball. To the left side to Terry Busterud. He fakes the shot and decides not to. And turn shot from the left side by Busterud. No good. And taken off the board by Larry Bonrood. He's fouled. Well, he fouls Al Riley. The foul is on Larry Bonrood. That's his second. And at the free throw line will be Al Riley who has converted five for five from the free throw line with that one hand, left hand push shot, and it's 64 to 59 with the timeout. Danny? Shelby, the poise of these two teams is making this, uh, this contest the classic one of the tournament so far. Every bit of confidence and poise by these two ball clubs who never stop and are always on the move. The broadcast reaching you over KSOO, the sports voice of the Sioux Empire. We'd like to thank the Northwest Security National Bank and its branches throughout the state of South Dakota for delaying their broadcast time again tonight so that we might complete this second game of District 17 Championship semifinal play. The news will be heard at approximately... They're having a quite a ball game down there, I'm telling you. They're uh, really pretty close and really playing ball. I kind of wish I'd have been down there just to, to uh, see them go. Egan now ahead and... They have had really the best club ball year, so I, I kind of hope they do win. They're a small school and small town. It'd be nice to see them go once. I will see if they're back under the floor again. Who has yet to miss one from the free throw line. This one is no good. It's 
Off to the side and tipped back into the hands of Jack Bauer, and the ball goes out of bounds. Off the hands of Bauer, and the Warriors will throw it in. Donnie Chamley has 25 points in the ballgame thus far for the Blue Jays. Between the circles now is Ronnie Walters. With two minutes, 20 seconds to go, the Warriors trail by five, 64 to 59. On the right side to, to Al Riley. Riley dribbles into the lane, has it back out to Terry Buskerud. Buskerud bounces the ball once and passes off to Buddy Sagmo on the right side. Set shot from the right side now by Sagmo. No good. Pulled off by Al Riley. He tips it up there once. It's no good. Then Buskerud puts it up there. It's no good. And he's fouled by Larry Bondrew. It's a foul on Larry Bondrew. That's the third one on Bonrood, and that's the free throw line now. It's Buskerud. The foul was on uh, was on Donnie Chamley. Larry Bonrood held up his hand. He thought it was on him, but it was on Chamley, and Chamley has committed his fifth foul. So he and Lanny Johnson and Kenny Ewell have all left via the foul route. And at the free throw line for the Quires is Terry Buskerud. So scratch the foul for Bonrood and chalk it up for Chamley. The free throw by Terry Buskerud is good and it's now 64 to 60 and there are two big minutes left in the ball game. Second try by Buskerud is also good. And it's 64-61 with the ball. Gary Reed for the Blue Jays. Jump shot is blocked beautifully by Buddy Sagno, but a foul on him as he went up and tried to block the shot of Gary Reed. That's the fourth foul on Buddy Sagno. And at the free throw line for the Blue Jays is Gary Reed. They lead by three, 64 to 61, with one minute and 55 seconds remaining in the game. The free throw, no good by Gary Reed. It bounces away. A two-shot free throw now for Gary Reed. 64-61, the lead is Egan's. The Blue Jays have lost three men, Donnie Chamley, Lanny Johnson, and Kenny Yule. It's no good. It's taken off by Gary Reed. Jump shot is no good. And underneath with it is Al Riley to uh, Roger Seeps. Seeps almost has it stolen by Gary Reed, but Reed fouls him. The foul is on Gary Reed. That's his first. So Reed is in no immediate trouble as far as fouls are concerned, as is no other member on the Egan Blue Jay team at the present time. In there now for the Blue Jays is Norm Hobby, number 35, a six-footer. The free throw by Seeps is good. Norm Hobby in the lineup for the Blue Jays. The free throw by Seeps makes it 64 to 62. His second try, good. It's 64 to 63 now. Gary Reed with the ball for Egan on the right side to John Valentine. Valentine hands off to Gary Reed. Gary Reed over to the left side of the lane now on the dribble on the right side to Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer's jump shot is bouncing away to Bonroot underneath to and Hobby tips it in from in front of the basket. It's 66 to 63. A minute 10 remaining to Roger Seep. Seeps along the end line. Back to the basket shot. Good! Holy cow! Roger Seeps with a beautiful back to the basket shot. Makes it 66-65. And a foul is on Roger Seeps. And John Valentine dribbling down floor is bumped into by Roger Seeps. So at the free throw line now for the Blue Jays, whose lead is just one with a minute, five seconds remaining in the ball game. Every play a big one now. 
The left-hand shot is good. 67-65 as Egan now leads by two. So John Valentine with one more try at the free throw line. He pushes them up there left-handed. 67-65, Valentine's second try is rolling off. Bonroot and Terry Buskeroot going up for the rebound and they'll jump it at the Egan free throw line with one minute to go in the ball game. One minute left to tip it, taken by Fagmo. Fagmo with the ball on the right side to Seats. Seats at the inline, underneath. The shot is no good, he tries to get it up there again. It's no good. Coming down with the ball is Buskeroot and Ray Riley, two men get the ball at the same time, so the Blue Jays throw it in. Jack Bauer, 45 seconds to go, 67-65. Egan leads, and a foul on Terry Busterud as he guards Jack Bauer too closely. Jack Bauer, being guarded too closely by Terry Busterud, draws a foul, and with 40 seconds to go in the ball game, Egan leads, 67 to 65. And the free throw by Bauer is good. It's now 68 to 65. And believe you me, no one is leaving this Coliseum. The second try by Bauer, no good. The rebound is taken off by Norm Hobby, and he's tied up by Buddy Sagmo. Sagmo and Hobby will jump it at the Egan free throw line. And the tip is over to Bonnu. Turn shot is no good. Over to Al Riley for the Del Rapids Choirs. 30 seconds to go. They trail by three underneath. And a foul is on Norm Hobby. The foul on Norm Hobby in a scramble for the ball with Roger Seeps. So it'll be Seeps at the free throw line. And the Warriors want timeout as Bird Sandvig wants time to map a little strategy here with 30 seconds to go in the ball game. And Del Rapids trailing by three points, 68 to 65. And it will be Roger Seeps at the free throw line when time resumes. Danny? Well, this is almost a fantastic finish, Shelby, with Egan's whole front line fouled out. All three boys have gone to the showers. Not, well, I'll take that back. Kenny Yule has stuck around. But uh, both Lanny Johnson and Donnie Chamley decided to go to the shower and not watch the outcome here tonight. And uh, their reserves have been keeping the uh, Egan Blue Jays in here tough. Larry Bonrood, uh, Valentine, uh, getting a basket and a free throw, and Bauer, a very crucial one. And strangely enough, Dells had a chance to tie the game, but three men were all after the ball at the same time, and they tied each other up as teammates, and the ball went to Egan. Now here's a free throw for Dell. It's rolling away. Bonner gets the rebound with 25 seconds to go. Bauer with the ball now, dribbling it across the time stretch. It's Gary Reed. Reed has the ball. Back out to Jack Bauer, and a foul. A foul is on Terry Buskerud. Gilly is sticking a knee in front of Gary Reed. So it'll be Reed at the free throw line with 17 seconds to go in the ball game. Egan leads by three, 68 to 65. The one hand push shot by Reed is good. Reed poised at the free throw line for the Blue Jays. Tries the second shot and it's good for the Egan Blue Jays. Now it's 70 to 65 with 10 seconds to go in the ball game. And that just about puts it on ice. Sagmo, a set shot, no good. Bonroot getting the rebound, deflected over to Al Riley and then tipped out of bounds. And the ball will be Egan's underneath the, 
the Del Rapids basket with two seconds to go in the ball game. Two seconds to go, and Gary Reed will throw it in for Egan. Reed over to Valentine, and he dribbles it up floor at the sound of the buzzer, and the Egan Blue Jays gain a final berth in the District 17 finals tomorrow night here at the Coliseum by defeating a very fine Del Rapids choir quintet who just absolutely refused to give up by five points, 70 to 65, in probably the best played ball game of the tournament thus far, and by far the most thrilling. 70 to 65, Egan over Del Rapids. Danny and Shirley. Hello, Marilyn and Wayne and Howie and Bobby and uh, Jody and Jeff. We've been listening to your records today. It's sure come in nice. And you'll have to hurry and come back home now to the States so we can go and visit you again. We haven't had very many trips. We went down to Texas last winter. That's about the only trip we've taken. You better hurry and get back. We're out to uh, here on the farm today, Margie and I, to spend the afternoon. So uh, we've had dinner now, and then we've been listening to the records. Ronnie, he went back to town again to go to school. He's going to college, you know. And then we are going in tonight. The folks are going to take Margie and I back to town. And mother's going to school too now, you know. She's taking typing. Yeah, she's going to be a business lady. <laughs> well, it was so nice to hear your voices today. Yeah, heard uh, Jeff crying. Yeah? Yeah, if I'd been there, I would have gone and picked him up. Yeah. And I heard Howie singing and Bobby. It sure was nice. Yeah. What else? Uh, Sunday we're all, all going to come out here, and then Frank and Joe and Joanne and Ole and Eileen is going to be out here. It's your dad's uh, birthday, too, you know. So we're all coming out Sunday to visit. Yeah, thanks for the clock and, and the gifts, you know, that you uh, folks sent. And hurry and come back home so we can see you all again. Bye. This is uh, Thursday now, and uh, Nana just happened to come out. She hasn't heard it. She was in Sioux Falls last uh, Sunday for a funeral, so she didn't get a chance to hear you, and we played them down to Margie, or down to Frank, so we just played the first side here for her today. Kid side. The kid side, and we'll have to play the other side. Uh, oh, Maybe this afternoon yet, or tomorrow. Well, that's all for now. Well, everybody else talks so good on this thing, it kind of makes me feel awful. I heard myself, and I sounded like I was about, well, the last my haircut was eight, so I think I sounded like I was about, well, right down there. Um, a week ago, Sunday, Ronnie took the day off. It was the first Sunday he's had off since the last of August. And we went down and were sponsors for Swiden's Baby at the Eastside Lutheran Church. And uh, it was a beautiful church and a beautiful service. And uh, Daddy has to come over here and check. Well, one of the good things about 
this recording, if it hasn't done anything else, it's made me realize how cold our floors are. We were all sitting around down on the floors listening to the uh, recording Tuesday night and Wednesday morning I went to town and got Lori a pair of long underwear. <laughs> She's so proud of them. There's a button in the back and and uh, I never thought I'd put long underwear on my kids but the floors are kind of chilly down there and when she walks around at that temperature all day long you can uh, realize where they get their colds from. And uh, you, you better stay close here. <laughs> I can't think any more to say. Well, here I am again. I wish I had Mother playing the piano like she did yesterday for Daddy. I just get stumped. I just go blank. There's so much I'd like to tell you, and you know how much I like to write letters, so I have been pretty good, haven't I? Um, oh, what was I going to say? <laughs> oh, yeah, this PH up here is getting to be a regular disc jockey. I guess we'll have to say PHH the DJ up here. <laughs> I can't think of anything to say. Mother's got the coffee pot on the stove now, and it's cooking coffee for us. And uh, we had some left the other day. It was pretty cold. We had to break it apart at our plates and get it. Each one had to soften out their own pieces. And even Lori likes lefse now. Oh, Mother said it's frozen lefse. She stands over here waving her arms and, and uh, whispering. She yelled enough before that she decides now she better start to whisper. <laughs> Uh, oh, I've been busy painting my furniture while Ronnie's gone. I'm alone most of the day. He leaves for school anywhere from, well, this quarter's been pretty good because he hasn't had to leave before 9 o'clock, and then he comes home at noon, and then he's gone again in the afternoons, and he doesn't usually come home from anywhere between 10 and 2. He's had to work at night. And while Mother started school now, Daddy's been pretty good about going down on Tuesday nights and helping him out down at the creamery, washing jugs and and cream cans and things like that. I feel kind of sorry for him at times, but I guess it'll be all for the best when we get through. And uh, I've been painting my furniture like I started to tell you. Uh, the set that we got from the folks, and I got an old table from Nana, and then I got a beat-up dresser from Bernus. That's all we're going to run off right now, because I want to get a little of this here, the ball game from Rutland on here. <laughs> this is uh, Palmer again. Listen to me. The Rutland cheerleaders leading a chair right down under our crowd microphone, so we thought we'd give you a little listen to that. The Summers Fertilizer, your pregame broadcast host, Summers Fertilizer Company, and there are many area dealers that you hear of during our pregame broadcast throughout these three days of District 17 play. Rutland versus Colton in the second game for fifth place. Let's hurriedly get the thrilling seventh place double overtime victory scoring on the Trent Chester game from Shelby. For the victorious Trent Warriors, they were led by Dennis Reed with 24 points. Ronnie Utech had 15, 10 by Gerald Hawk, whose winning basket in the sudden death overtime was the margin of victory after Wayne Fotis had made a free throw in the sudden death overtime and one point for Larry Tierney. The Trent Warriors picking up 19 baskets in the game and 16 free throws, and their total of 19 baskets in this ball game was three more than they scored in the other two in the entire tournament. John Scott, Kenny Olson, and Ronnie Dobbs for Rutland. For Colton, it's Larry Larson, Jim Willard, Marv Koopman, Wally Steeney, and Ray DeYoung. And Colton gets the opening tip-off. The pass is deflected, picked up down floor. Comes Bruce Berger. He's dribbling in toward the end line, and he's run into. There will be a foul charge here on Ray DeYoung. So Bruce Berger steps to the line. There's the shot. It rolls away. Not good. 
There's a jump ball now, and the Rutland Ramblers get the tip. Ball's handled by Kenny Olson. Gives to uh, uh, the right side here to Broger. Back to Kenny. Let's go one-hand shot that bounces the ring and is out of bounds. It's Colton's ball. Down floor comes Wally Steeney and Ray DeYoung moving the ball across the line into the south court. This is for fifth place in District 17, Class B, South Dakota High School, cage play. There's a pass to the lane to Koopman. He's open. He hits a two-handed over the head try. And it's two to nothing. Marv Koopman puts Colton ahead. Here's Rutland on the attack. Kenny Olson up across the middle. Passes off to Bruce Bruger. Bruger hands the ball now in to uh, Olson up between the circles again. Here's Kenny pivoting around. A looping pass to the end line is accomplished to Don Scott. Back out front to Bruger. Now to Kenny Olson. To Scott again on the side of the circle. To Ken Olson. Turn shot. Glances off the glass. Is down to Scott. Turn shot from nine. Is glancing off to the rim. And is pulled by Marv Koopman of Colton. He pivots out in the lane and flips off the ball to Ray DeYoung. He dribbles left and now right-handed as he gets away from Bruce Brueger, who's over guarding and draping over him. Brueger, following his man too closely, has assessed his first foul. Here's the free throw scoring for Ray DeYoung, and Colton leads three to nothing. Up floor now across the midcourt line is Ronnie Dobbs for Rutland. Gives the ball to Bruce Berger, now to Ken Olson. Ken watches Dobbs drift through the lane and gives the ball to Scott instead along the left side of the lane, away from the basket eight feet. Now to Berger, dribbles over in the left corner. Now back out front to Kenny Olson goes the ball again. Here's a pass intercepted by Wally Steeney. He's soloing all the way. Kenny Olson blocks the shot and forces Steeney to uh, run up the bleachers behind the basket, and he goes six steps up to avoid from being uh, knocked down. The foul's on Kennel. His first, here's the free throw, hitting the middle for Wallace Feeney. And it's four to nothing. Colton leads, we've played almost two minutes. Wally's second shot is good. This fellow's grown in the last three years. When we first did a tournament in which he played, he was four foot 11, as I remember. Now he's five six. And it's